Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM, the sound of your life. For our two-part explainer this evening, I'm chatting to the amazing Melisante Devere. She's an associate in the commercial department at PH Attorneys, formerly known as Patswani Hini. And we're talking all things the termination of contracts, what it is that you should know, what it is that you need to keep a look out for. Well, let's get into what are the most common mistakes that parties make when terminating a contract? I think the very first mistake I often identify is people do not have the same caution and diligence that they had in the beginning when they were negotiating the contract terms and before they put, so to call, pen to paper. So I think when we get to the point of termination, oftentimes people are making those decisions out of haste, out of frustration. It might be that something has gone wrong in the transaction and they're not happy with the agreement anymore. So oftentimes they then make decisions out of haste without having the same diligence they had in the beginning. So I would always advise clients to remember that there's a contract that you agreed on before anything went down and you became unhappy with the agreement. So we need to honor that agreement till the very end, until we even make the decision to terminate the agreement as well. So I think that's one of the first mistakes I see people doing. I think oftentimes they forget to read the fine print. They forget to have a look at how do I get out of this contract in a legal manner that is not going to be to the downfall or to the detriment of myself in this contract as well. And to do that, you also need to take the time to consider the termination provisions within that specific contract. So I think that's the biggest mistake people make. Say there's certain things that were not considered in the contract Mm. at work, but it isn't outlined in a contract. Is that something that can be disputed afterwards? From my side, I think it's very important that if a contract was drafted properly, I always say, you always ask the question, what if this goes wrong? And I think for the drafters of a contract, you'll always try to include those provisions to not have a gray area or uncertainty. However, I'm also aware that in an ideal world, that's how it would play down and play out. But oftentimes, sometimes your contract does not speak about termination. In such times, we need to think of, is there any legislative frameworks that are applicable to the type of discipline or the type of matter we are dealing with? Can I go to the Consumer Protection Act, for instance? Can I go to any of the labor-related legislations and regulations? And then we also can think of common law principles. So are there any common law principles for termination that I can possibly rely on if my contract is completely silent on termination? as a whole. And as a last resort, if there's truly something that needs to be taken up as a dispute, you would hope your contract also has dispute provisions in. And if that's not the case, hopefully there would be arbitration or dispute resolutions, either or. So I think it's more so us relying on the fact that yes, the contract is binding and it's what we intended between the parties, but you also need to look outside of that. Which types of legislative frameworks can I find applicability to here? And can I find some form of remedy in those provisions? So I think then you not start to look outside of your contract. But the first aim would be, what does your contract say. What constitutes the unfair termination of a contract? That's a very good question. I think oftentimes I alluded to the idea of haste when people are terminating a bit earlier. They often make decisions from a point of emotion and not looking at the notice periods that you need to give. So oftentimes people say, I yell with immediately terminate my contract. When in actual fact, you'll find that contract says you need to give a month's notice or you need to give three months written notice. So you can't then one day give a call to your landlord, for instance, and say, I'm no longer going to be part of this contract. I am now terminating this. You could be in breach. So I think it's oftentimes a premature termination where you've terminated before you've even had a look at the exhaustive list of methods in which we can actually handle the dispute within the preamble or within the parameters of your contract. So if there's a dispute between the parties, let's first ask, is there a mechanism in place in our contract for arbitration, bringing in a middleman? Is there something we can do to solve this issue before we get to the stage of terminating the contract? It should be our very, very last resort. Alternatively, is there a way 
way that we can maybe come together with another meeting of minds and conclude an addendum to the agreement that can maybe address the specific parts that we are not happy with. So can we first try and rectify the issue before we go to the last resort, which should be termination? And I think oftentimes people jump past that and then you get premature termination as well of contracts. And then the question you need to ask yourself as the terminating party is often, do I have legal grounds to stand on? From a legal perspective, yes, I might feel offended by the other party. Maybe the business relationship became sour. But from a legal perspective, do I have the grounds to terminate this contract? I think that's important. Can overly restrictive termination terms be disputed after the contract has already been entered into? I'm going to say yes and no. And I hate when us as lawyers do that. It's always, it, it depends. It largely depends on the field of your discipline of law that you are working within. It also depends on the extent of the restrictive nature. So I'm going to make an example being lease agreements. So the lease agreements, if the Consumer Protection Act is applicable to you, you can always rely on those remedies if the contract is not aligned with the Consumer Protection Act. So in that instance, the, the CPA, to call it shortly, would have, it would prevail above any of the provisions in your contract that's not aligned with it. So if you've got restrictive conditions or overly restrictive termination conditions in that agreement, then you can look at how can I rely on what the legislation says for me to then rather attend to it in that manner and fashion. So I think that's the one side. Another example of a legislative framework I can think of is your Rental Housing Act. That act also provides for what are the manners in which you need to terminate a contract. So oftentimes, if you find that the contract itself is a bit more restrictive, you can try and look at the outside scope within your legislation. What I would like to warn our our listeners is that you need to understand that in South Africa, we respect the idea and the principle that a contract is binding once you've signed it. Because there's an understanding that the parties had a meeting of minds, like we call it and there's essentially I met. We've decided what the terms are. Let's say I'm renting out one of my equipment on the farm to you. Then we've already decided what those terms will be and we've decided what the rental will be for that amount. So we also have to understand that once we put pen to paper, that agreement essentially is binding. So I would always advise, look at your termination clauses with a very, very fine tooth comb before you sign. And that's actually prevention is better than cure in this instance. Yeah, I think that's the best way to look at it. What steps do you suggest Melisante need to be taken when terminating a contract effectively Hmm. being the operative word or or the word of focus there? I think the first thing is look at the provisions in your contract. Make sure you understand what the consequences will be if you terminate. So firstly, you'll look at, do I need to give notice? How do I have to give notice? Is it written notice? Can I just speak to my partner or the other contractual party verbally? And after I've done the termination, what will the consequences be? Evaluate the risk. For instance, let's look at a lease agreement again. If I terminate and I've not aligned myself with the provisions of that contract, I might lose my deposit. Is that something I'm comfortable doing? So make sure that you consider all of the implications where they come from a legal point of view, a financial risk point of view and make sure that that's still the most suitable option for you in this case. Then I've alluded to this earlier, you need to make sure that there's actually a contractual reason and a a legally sound reason for why you're terminating the contract. Whether you find that reason within the the contract provisions itself or whether you find that from legislation and common law, you need to make sure that the grounds for why you are terminating are sound and legally valid. And I think most importantly, honor the contract the same way you did before. Do not be hasty to make the termination and make sure that you've also exhausted all of the other alternatives 
alternatives before you get to that point. A last thing I'd like to mention is oftentimes people forget to ask, if I terminate this contract, could I then become the person in breach? Can I become the party in breach? And would the other contracting party have some form of legal remedy against me that might have a dire impact on myself or my company or my trust or whatever entity I concluded the contract with? So we also need to look at what are the consequences at the very end? And am I prepared to take that on? Any closing remarks from your side? I think I would just advise all of the listeners at the moment that I think a contract is so important because it is essentially going to be the founding document of your relationship. So as soon as you understand that and as soon as the parties take the time, I often have clients that come to me and they say, I'm pressed for time, I want to sign tomorrow, can you draft this agreement very fast? And I always ask at what cost? Not necessarily the legal cost, but what cost in the future? We need to have time that all the parties are able to go and find legal advice, seek out that legal advice on things they're not sure of. We also need to give people adequate time to peruse the contract because only then will we make sure that we don't have issues towards the end. So I think it's always better to put in more time to understand the contract, to make sure the contract really reflects the intention of the parties before we rush to take the pen and sign and have our champagne popped to say we've done the deal and signed the papers. That wraps up my sit down with Melisante Devere, an associate in the commercial department at PH Attorneys. Make sure you are taking extra note of the fine print in your contract, particularly the part that pertains to termination before, like she said, you pop that champagne. You can read her article on this particular topic by visiting www.phinc.co.za and that's where you'll find the piece. Otherwise, re-listen to my conversation with Melisante under the business section on ofm.co.za. The Business Hour with Oli Bocheng on OFM. The sound of your life.